Welcome to Uncontained, episode 87. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and on the show today, we have actress and comedian Laura Lee Basakis. We talk about her projects that she has going on, including Lost and Found, which uh, the pilot has been in the Tribeca Film Festival, and she'll be jumping on the second season of Living in Exile, which will be available on Amazon Prime. We also get talking about her stand-up comedy career and her going to compete in the World Series of Comedy in Las Vegas. That's all coming up right here on Uncontained with Laura Lee Batsakis. Thank you for uh, coming on. And uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm I'm really excited. It's been a great summer. I traveled a little bit. I actually went to Italy. So that was pretty amazing. And uh, now I'm preparing, you know, just getting back to work and I'm doing great. How are you doing? Cool, cool. Uh, really good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what part of Italy did you go to? Oh, my God. It was amazing. I What kind of Italy? Well, I I have a friend that lives there. So I flew out and I did Airbnbs and we traveled throughout Italy. Um, I went down to the um, – I actually went to the coast, which I've never done. So okay. it was, it was a, an incredible experience. I went to Florence. I went to Naples. I went to Amalfi, Positano, Tropea, and Calabria. So it was really neat. Okay, so great. you've been a few more places than I was. I was uh, there this uh, spring and oh. hit uh, Florence, uh, Venice, Cinque Terre, and oh, nice. uh, also, you know, you got to go see the Leaning Tower in Pisa. Yeah, I. this is my fourth time going to Italy. I guess I love the country. So um, I've actually seen Pisa before. But yeah, okay. I have. Yeah, the other thing that's kind of cool about this trip was that um, I met family that I never met before. Uh, my grandfather has family down in Calabria, so I met them for the first time. So that was pretty amazing. Okay, wow, that's uh, that's really cool. Yeah, um, it was really cool. I have family that's from there, but I don't know if any of them uh, live out there anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just crazy. It just kind of. You know, like when some things just kind of happen, like everything just kind of synchronizes. That's that's kind of how that portion of the trip happened. So it was really neat. And it's, it was also really cool because, you know, one of the things that was, I don't know, I guess wonderful for me to experience was that every member of this family that I met, they're all are, they're all creative and they're all artistic. Somebody's a writer, somebody's a musician. So it was kind of really? neat to be like, ah, oh, yeah. And so it was really kind of cool to be like, oh, no wonder that resonates with me. So it was real. It was great. It was all right, great. is your family over here artistic and creative? Uh, mm, not really. <laughs> not really. No, I mean, like maybe my my siblings are not in creative fields. Um, you know, I think my nieces and my nephews are a lot more creative, but. I definitely was always the one that kind of, you know, I was definitely the black sheep of the family when it came to that, so to speak. Gotcha. I understand that. But it must have been cool meeting them being like, ah, oh, that's where it came from. Yeah. I'm not adopted. <laughs> no, I know. It, it's so true, though, right? It's like, isn't it true? It's like the validation feels so fucking awesome. I mean, I was like emotional the entire time because I'm like, oh, my God. You know, now I get it. You know, now I get it because I, I, I'm sure every person on this planet has moments, right, of insecurity, experiencing their families or, you know, for, for you know, a plethora of reasons. Right. Yeah. So this was just like, like, oh, wow. Oh, OK. Oh, <laughs> this makes sense. 
Yeah, it was it was really it was uh it was powerful. So that's good. awesome. That's awesome. Thanks. I'm glad you had that experience. Me too. So now that you're back in the States, you've been pretty busy though, right? Uh, got a couple film festivals. You got your stand-up yes. comedy going on. Yes. Yes. It's been, it's been a really a blessed time for me. I'm, I, about a year and a half ago, maybe it was two years ago, I shot a pilot called Lost and Found, uh, written and, and directed by Harula Rose. And that, that pilot, Lost and Found, has, has done and is still going through the festival circuit. So it's been really interesting. Um, I think right now it's at the Midwest Festival. We, it went to Tribeca. It's going, and by the way, I went to the Tribeca Film Festival while to see it, which was really just an incredible experience as, as well. And then in October, it's going to be back in New York at the New York Television Festival. So, you know, they're doing a really, really great job of promoting it, and it's getting really good feedback, and it was it was so much fun to be part of it. I got to play somebody's mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, my daughter, you know, I mean, it's a little... Yeah, the days of playing the daughter are over. I'm in the mother category, but um, you know, I I think I'm in the the milf category, so I can handle there that. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's a, that's that's the a way good I category kind of to be in, and oh, not yeah, being sure. in the what's eating Gilbert's grapes mother category. Yeah, are you kidding? Yeah, I know. Matter of fact, in <laughs> in the pilot, I end up like I have this. I end up making out with one of you know, quote unquote, the younger guys. So. Look at you, you cougar. I am a fucking cougar. Yep. <laughs> yep. I never thought I would actually ever hit that category, but I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm alive and well. Hear me roar. Better than yep. an alternative. Better than an alternative, I tell Better you. Better than so. an alternative for sure. Screw yeah. it. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about uh, your TV show that's in the festivals, Lost and Found. Well, yeah. What about it? I mean, yeah, it's great. It's a pilot. It's based. Uh, it's really interesting. It's um, like I said, I play somebody's. I play the main character's mother and the my daughter in the pilot and her husband in the pilot. It opens up and it's showing them um, a ceremony that one would think is a wedding ceremony, but in actuality, it's a divorce ceremony. So it's sort of, it's, yeah, it's really clever. And it's done in such a way that it's not, you know, it's far from cheesy. I think there's a lot of layers to it. You know, I would say that my character is probably more of the, you know, comedic relief for sure. Yeah, but yeah all right. mm-hmm. that that's a really cool premise to start out with. Uh, it the is the divorce ceremony. Mm-hmm. I actually watched the preview of it that was on your Facebook page. Oh, so yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, "That's that that looks like it could be an interesting beginning to the show." I now untake you as my yep. bride and groom. You know? <laughs> yeah. It, so. it is, and it's and, and the way that they, like I said, the way that they did it, and the way that it's, you know, all the characters are very real. These aren't like caricatures, and so I think it's just, you know, obviously I think it's 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 great and it's very timely. So I, I'm I'm really hoping to I'm really hoping, fingers crossed, that something happens with it. We'll see. I've talked to a lot of people who have movies in the film festival, right? But like. TV series, do you just play like one pilot episode or do you have like more than one episode that will play at the film festival? No, or? you play, you, you do just the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. And this was actually the first year that the Tribeca Film Festival chose, um, I think they chose 
pilots. So it, it, this was actually the first time that the Tribeca Film Festival even included television pilots in their festival. And we were one of, I think, don't quote, you know, don't quote me, four of them. Oh, so wow. that's it's yeah, it's pretty significant. I mean, and like I said, it, it's definitely getting a lot of play. So that's very exciting. And, the, you know, everybody that's in it is just an incredible cast of characters and incredible actors and actresses and everybody. The whole the entire team was just amazing. Yeah, I was going to say I hadn't heard of like film festivals with too many pilots before. So that's kind of cool that uh, the pilots are being included in there. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think that, you know, I think TV is, is you know, is busting at the seams. There's so many avenues now and there's so many smaller, quote unquote, networks. And, you know, um, there's just so many venues and so many outlets for TV that I think a lot of these film festivals were like, well, you know, if we don't garner that, we're going to really miss out on a huge chunk of business, you know, because you know that just from doing what you do. I mean, besides, yeah. you know, there's Netflix, there's Amazon, there's Awesomeness TV, there's there's all these different networks now. So, you and, know. And then you have yeah. these huge shows like The yep. Walking Dead and Sons of Anarchy, yep. Breaking Bad that are like probably pulling in Thrones. more revenue. Yeah, Game of Thrones that are pulling in more revenue than Hollywood blockbusters at sometimes, you know, or at least know. over the course of it. I know. Yeah, you don't want to leave that out. And speaking of the other venues that you have, um, how do you like that transition right here? You have another. That was uh, amazing. I know, right? Right. <laughs> it's like I practiced that. But <laughs> yeah, living in exile on yes. Amazon Prime. That's right. Yeah. So living in exile um, is the brainchild of a really good friend of mine, uh, Jim Madrinos. He's uh, an actor and a stand-up comedian um, based out of New York City. Um, and well, and his production company is uh, New Media Comedy, and so he works with Marcos and um, and sorry, um, and John and they created Living in Exile. And then what I did was I teamed up with them for season two and I met, I merged my production company with their production company. So right now, and then of course I, you know, I have obviously, I have a role in it, (laughs) (laughs) obviously. So hopefully you will see her on season two. So our goal is since that season one is currently out on Amazon prime and it does come with the prime membership, by the way, Okay. we're really encouraging people to go there to watch it. Um, so that we can roll out, you know, season two. Uh, it's it's really funny. It's about obviously, like I said, it's the brainchild of Jim Madrinos, but it's it's hysterical. It's really really funny, and it's very New York, so it has a very different cadence than uh, this other pilot that I'm in. You know, Lost and Found. So yeah, uh, yeah. it's on there. Yeah, I'm going to plug it. Please, everybody, go and watch Living in Exile on Amazon Prime. <laughs> yes, definitely. And I'm actually going to go check that out after this because I did Thanks. not know it was on Prime. Mm-hmm. So you do acting and stand-up comedy. I do. I do. <laughs> Which one of those came first? Acting. I, acting, for sure. Acting, I've been doing, you know, I mean, yes, I've been an actor my entire life. I acted as a child and through my teenage years um i did take a little bit of a break and a hiatus from from the acting industry and actually from the entertainment industry in general and i went and i went into the business world i actually was a car dealer uh in new jersey for about 11 years really uh oh yeah Mm -hmm. so uh, i got to express uh 
all of my creativity through that. Um, in any event, yeah. So <laughs> it I sounds was, uh, like it was very fulfilling. It, <laughs> well, let's put it this way: it it, it was fulfilling uh, in certain ways, um, right? I mean, it definitely provided me. Uh, a lifestyle. So that was great. Um, but yeah. it, you know, it was a lot of work, man. I mean, I lived in New Jersey. I worked a lot, but the people that worked that I worked with were amazing. Um, but it's, I'm happy to be out of it. So, uh, after I sold the businesses and got out of that, I was like, you know what, I've got to go back to my passion. And so I moved back to Los Angeles and started acting again and doing some writing. I actually have my own TV pilot that I wrote that I've been rewriting and trying to pitch based on my experience of being a card, a female car dealer in New Jersey. Um, so I have that floating around and, uh, then, you know, it was just, it was difficult to transition back into the acting world. So I was like, so honestly, stand up came from my need and my desire to want to perform and to be in front of people. And it just kind of, I wasn't intending on it. It just kind of happened. And I don't know if I would say I'm the best stand-up comedian, but, <laughs> you know, but certainly it's fun and certainly it's been kind to me and it's been an experience and I've met some incredible people, but, you know, acting by acting is definitely my first love, you know, and coming right from me. Yeah. And coming from New York, you know, theater for sure is definitely, I mean, I love doing theater. It's just that, unfortunately, you know, it's a, uh, it's not that there's not that much theater out here in Los Angeles. Although I do see that a lot more is coming or in happening, and of course, you know, there's not that much "quote unquote" money in it. But you know, yeah, it's. But yeah. Do you prefer so act theater acting over like TV and film acting? I would, if I had to put it in order, it definitely would be theater first, television, and then I, and then film. And I guess it's just because of my training. I, I was trained in the theater. I, I was, you know, went to drama school as a young child. And so, you know, they're very different forms of acting. You know, theater, you can be big and you can be, you know, da 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 da, you know, because you have to be. I mean, yeah. you're going to be in the theater that's a thousand people, you know, the person in the thousandth chair seat rather needs to experience what the person in the first row is experiencing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, TV then, you know, in some ways it's very theater oriented, but less, but more subtle. And then film is like super duper subtle, or at least that's been my experience. So I guess yeah, I, I can like think of maybe a few exceptions to that rule. Like, uh, you know, like Jim Carrey and like very physical comedy, like you act like, person in the back but for the most part right. i see what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah or like betty davis <laughs> yeah 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 she's pretty big <laughs> yeah uh well well you were saying like you have to act to the last chair in the theater i'm not like a wwe fan but i do remember one thing stone cold steve austin said i don't know if it was on letterman or something but it was you know when i drink that beer i gotta drink it for the person way up in the back row type thing yeah and, and that was a terrible impersonation i don't even know how to do his voice but i, yeah. I just had, had to try it's it not, it was okay it was, <laughs> <laughs> i got the point yeah yeah so it, it was I just resonating i was like okay yeah i, I didn't yeah. want to straight up compare theater to like professional wrestling but <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I know don't meryl streep will have you know will shit her pants that you did that right yeah, yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. hopefully but. she shits her pants for the person in the thousand seat. Da 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 da. 
So coming up, you actually have uh, the World Series of Comedy. I do. And where yes. is that at? So the World Series of Comedy happens every year in Las Vegas. Uh, this is my second year attending. It's very exciting. Um, it's it's a fest. I mean, like I said, it's a festival that takes place during the course of the year. There's these different satellites that you can attend, and then hopefully you move on and you move on to ultimately the main event, which is what I will be attending starting this month, starting Monday, okay, September 11th. And it's it's a, it's a competition, and so. There are a hundred, I think there's a hundred comedians that will be there in Las Vegas. And ultimately there will be, you know, a first, a second and a third place winner. It's pretty amazing. The talent is strong. So, uh, I'm I'd realistic. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's strong. So I like, I like to go with the, I'm going there to be appreciative of the experience and have some fun, but you know, uh, you know, the competition's strong, for sure. Okay, I mean, well, this some... episode will actually come out after the World Series of Comedy is, uh, right. after you've done that. So you'll have to let me know so I can let people know when I do release this episode uh, that you won it. From your mouth to God's ears, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like, or that I didn't win it, but like, I, you know, I got, I got knocked out, like, you know, in the first round. Like, you know, it would be like a McGregor Mayweather thing. Yeah, too, right? That actually was in the tenth round. I I was actually impressed with how long you know that fight went, and I'm I enjoyed it a lot more than Me watching too. the Pacquiao fight, where yeah, it was like if I didn't really want to pay money to watch two grown men hug, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, if you're that's into funny. that sort of thing you know that's cool but it's not it's not my uh it's not my bag you know yeah i mean that's fine with me but i get it i mean if you want to see it you know if you pay for a fight you pay for a fight right? yeah not it. a hugging match all right <laughs> wait not <laughs> falls <laughs> yeah yeah exactly mm -hmm. you started out acting and now you're doing the stand-up do you find yourself mm -hmm. uh getting more and more addicted to that type of performance Whew. Um, yeah, I mean, there's being in front of a live audience, whether doing theater or stand up comedy is so it, it can be. It, well, first of all, it's incredibly vulnerable, um, but it's also can be very empowering. I mean, it's, you know, it's not easy, you know, getting up there by yourself, no. you know, expressing a piece of yourself to a bunch of strangers, um, you know, and sometimes it, your jokes land and they applaud and you feel really good about yourself and sometimes they don't and you can hear like you know the friggin hum of confusion and you feel like <laughs> shit you know <laughs> especially but, when you expected that joke to really land too like yeah, when yeah. it does not like, get the be, reaction right. you get yeah and it's like you'll be home like you know practicing you know let you know practicing in the mirror you know doing your whole set and you're like oh my god i am fucking hysterical i'm hysterical and then like you do the same joke in front of a bunch of people and there's like silence you're like are you kidding me i mean it's a that could be a very humbling experience yeah but the crazy but, thing is that same joke that bombed that night could work another night you know yeah for sure i have a tremendous amount amount of respect for uh, the comedians out there i mean and, and those comedians that have really made an incredible career of it because it's a lot of work i mean and i don't i don't take it lightly that some people have incredible incredible careers it's it's a lot of work and it's oof, 
yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's vulnerable. Yeah. It's vulnerable, yeah. you know? I hear you. As I was talking, I was talking to you a little bit before the show, and I mentioned that I have done stand-up comedy as well. But the reason mm-hmm. I uh, bring this up is because talking about the live aspect of stand-up comedy, I did uh, radio for seven years. Oh, neat! And mm-hmm. like, I had a lot of jokes that I'd throw out on air and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But on air, you don't get that feedback like maybe yeah. occasionally uh when you're out and about somebody will see you and be like hey that one thing you said on air was really funny or hey man you that one thing you said on air that was stupid uh <laughs> but uh when you That's are on fun. stage um you get that immediate feedback you're like oh wow okay that was funny I, that, no, okay that one's not working so right. it is kind of kind of addicting and uh really that instant gratification or degratification can uh get you hooked oh without a doubt yeah i mean you cannot and, and it's so indicative like and it's so interesting because you just you also have to learn how to shake it off you know what i mean because mm-hmm. if you don't do as well as you wanted to do you know you could have a really shitty night but you know or you could have a really great night but i've kind of just with both acting and stand-up comedy i've, I've kind of trained myself to just be like okay that's over learn from it move on you know have you had any like nightmare shows yeah 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 of course i mean i'm sure some other people wouldn't consider them nightmare to me they were i mean you know i think with stand-up comedy it's one of those things where you really really need to consistently be doing it and you know there definitely will be times where i get friggin' lazy or get busy with work or whatever and i and i don't hit the stage as much as i should or want to and then I'll, I'll get, you know, a gig and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, like panicking, you know, the weeks and the days leading up to, you know, to the gig, like, you know, but it's so because I think it, it definitely requires practice or at least that's my experience. And maybe some people don't have to don't operate like that. But, yeah, I've had some situations for sure where I'm like, oh, like, yeah, what am I doing? Like when it's over, I'm like, OK poke my eyes out you know i better i I, I better go find a job yeah for sure (laughs) all right what advice would you have for say somebody who is looking to get started out in either acting or stand-up comedy or both um i guess I know most people would say, you know, if you love it, do what makes you happy and don't give up. And I think that that's great. And I think that that's viable. (laughs) I think, you know, I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but uh, at this stage in my life, I think I would also say on top of that, um, you know, (sighs) gosh, you know, be prepared for anything, you know, because and be prepared for the fact that your life, you know, there is no schedule and it's erratic and you just kind of have to be accepting of that. And you have to find some people have to find a way to make an income while they're pursuing acting and stand up comedy. Some people will ultimately make their living off of those. Those are, that's incredible. Um, but I guess I would just tell somebody that if that's their yearning, if that's their yearning and their real passion, then you absolutely need to go for it and get into some classes, surround yourself by like-minded people, feel good about who and what you are, you know, (laughs) you know, if you don't get an audition in a week, you know, get over it, you know, kind of it's because you could take a lot of things personally. So you have to learn not to. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I haven't really talked to anybody about auditioning that much. Any like tips or anything on auditions? Uh, sure. Like, um, what do you mean by that exactly? I don't know. I've heard some things on other shows. Like, uh, I don't remember who it was that said this, but he's like. Everything turned around. Oh, it was actually Brian Cranston. He's like, mm. everything uh, turned around where I changed my approach from going in looking at uh, an audition as an interview as going in like I already had the job. Type oh, thing. that is interesting. So he came in and like, I looked at it like, all right, I already got this. I just want to see how I'm going to do it. No, I think, that's, I think that actually is good. I guess, um, I guess preparation preparation is important but I, I like that theory that works yeah it kind of, kind of like i was like oh wow that's really really kind of a cool concept because a lot of people right. are nervous in interviews but if you have oh. the job you're not really nervous you're doing the job yeah that's true so i guess it's more about confidence i like that well you can take that I, i'm sure he won't mind me passing that on <laughs> since he said it on a he podcast and you guys probably won't be up for the same roles so <laughs> No, I don't know. We're like I don't know. Cranston may be playing a he may be playing a milf in the next thing that he does. I don't know <laughs> the range of that guy from uh, Malcolm in the Middle to Breaking oh, Bad. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. He's a good actor. <laughs> he is. He is. He can do mm -hmm. the comedy and the I'm so evil. Like even though I'm the main character and you feel a mm -hmm. little empathy for me, you still kind of hate me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But when an actor can make you hate them because of that, you know they're doing good. Well, absolutely, yeah. And I think that's a great theory, yeah, because auditions can be very stressful, you know, and I think sometimes, you know, you do, it, it, like I but I think that's true. I think that you have to be prepared. I think that you have to already own it and have confidence. Yeah, so, see, I learned something tonight. I love it. Well, I'm glad me as a non-actor could help you out through the words of Brian Cranston. <laughs> Thank you so much. No problem. I, appreci I appreciate it. No problem. It. Anytime. Anytime, Laura Lee. Um, oh, thank you. So what do you do to promote yourself? Ooh, um, I do. Well, I, I've been working on my social media. Um, like I said earlier to you privately, I, I suck at technology, but I'm trying my best. <laughs> um, so social media... Facebook, word of mouth, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really trying to work on that. That's definitely something that I probably need to get a little bit better with. But everything now is Instagram and Facebook and freaking you know YouTube videos and stuff like that. So that's what I do. All right. Is there any like any interesting uh, strategies or tactics that you've picked up? I know I know you're saying you're kind of new to it and getting used to it, but is there any interesting ways besides just posting what you did on Facebook? Um, I don't know. I think Instagram is becoming a little bit more viable. I mean, I notice like when you do these cute little friggin' videos, people love it. So, I, you know, I'm starting to do that. Listen, I hate the whole thing with the social media because it seems like just one of these gigantic, you know, who's going to be the cool kid and who's going to be popular. But you have to do it. So yeah. just kind of the way it is. Yeah. Exactly. All right, cool. So you find that little videos work for you? Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. I've, I've actually been looking to experiment with doing some videos. Uh, how cute they are, I don't know. 
but I'm looking to do something to try to get another aspect of the social media involved. That brings me kind of to my next question. Mm-hmm. When you perform, yeah, and it may be completely different for acting than for your stand-up comedy, but mm-hmm. when you are performing on stage or on the screen, what mm-hmm. do you want the audience to remember and take away from uh, your performance? Well, obviously, you want everybody wants everybody to think that you're funny. So obviously, I'd like people to think that I'm funny. I'd like them to think that I had some balls, had some gumption, spoke the truth, you know, was true to myself, and, you know, p- relatable. Yeah. If I got, yeah, I I can handle all that. Yeah. Do you have anything different between acting and stand up that you want to portray? Yeah, I mean, stand up is me, and stand up is you know a character, a caricature of myself. I mean, you know, and then when it comes to acting, though, I mean, obviously there's a piece of you in every person, every character that you play. But you know, acting can be so broad. Stand-up comedy really is you speaking about things maybe – like I talk a lot about things that I've experienced in my life and hopefully how that can be relatable to other people and hopefully there's where the funny lies. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely because yeah. um, people have to be able to relate to something right. in some way. In order, right. Even if they've never done it, they have to be like, okay, I, I get that. I get where they're coming from on that, right. and that's why that's funny to me. So, right. yes, it makes complete sense to me. And um, so you've been acting and doing stand-up. You said acting since you were a kid. So I imagine mm-hmm. you have a lot of highlights from your mm-hmm. career. But what would a highlight be that you <laughs> care to share? <sighs> Well, that's a good question. Mm. Ooh. Um, oh, my God, this is such a good question. <laughs> <laughs> a highlight? Um, I don't know. I think when I played Vegas for the first time as a stand-up comedian, that was pretty significant. And I think as an actor, just even doing local regional theater and having my grandfather see me before he died was a highlight. So okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And those yeah. are two like very different highlights, which are really they're very cool. different. But One's you know like what? A very personal highlight, <laughs> which is awesome, and and the other one, you know, that's a professional highlight. So it's cool yeah. to see both sides on that. Yeah. Well, thanks. I'm glad you appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. I have one more question for you. Okay. But before we get to that final question, sure. Where can people find you on uh, the internet, your social media? Where can they find your shows to go watch yeah, you? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm on social media, the only Laura Lee, because that's the only Laura Lee. And then um, my website is lauraleebatsakis.com. And my shows are listed there. And there's some videos there. And I think I'm also on YouTube as the only Laura Lee as well. Okay. The only Mm -hmm. Laura Lee. Yeah, you got it. I will make sure I put those in my show notes so people can easily connect with you. That sounds uh, great. 
And they can check out Living in Exile on Amazon Prime. On Amazon Prime. Yep. Yes. So check that out and Mm -hmm. uh, give it a good rating on Prime. Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready for the title question of the show? Sure. Yeah. Laura Lee Basakis, how do you live uncontained? Well, the way I would answer that is I don't give a fuck. I mean, I don't give a fuck. I trust myself. I want to be true to myself. I want to be fucking happy. And so I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck because everybody's going to have an opinion. Everybody's going to tell you that you're too old, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too this, you're too that. I don't give a fuck because if we listen to everything that other people say, we won't, we won't get out of bed in the morning. So very true. I don't give, yeah, so I don't give a fuck. That's my, that's my theory. Be uncaged. I was just going to say that little rant reminded me of the video that I saw that I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. about. Uh, what is Uncaged? It's a project that I've been working on for myself. That's, you know, I'm still in the process of working. And it's basically, it's, it's, it's that being free, being unencumbered, being an uncaged woman, you know, because we, we cage ourselves, right? I mean, we buy into the bullshit and then we stop ourselves from doing certain things. So that's where the concept of the uncaged woman came from. And I'm still working on that, but it's definitely, that's definitely a love project of mine. A passion project. I heard the little rant that you had on there uh, (laughs) on the video. I was like, okay, yes, this totally fits uncontained. So it's like uncaged and uncontained. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, I definitely need to uh, have her on the show. Oh, thanks. When, uh, well, I'll give a, I guess I'll give a shout out uh, to uh, Lee. uh, Yeah. Who helped set this up. So, yes. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, and Lee. I have one final thing for you to do, Laura Lee, and that okay. is uh, sign off the show. Laura Lee Basakis. Yes. Will you do me the honor of signing off the show today? Yes, I am Laura Lee Basakis, and I live uncontained. Yes, I don't give a fuck. And this has been a fucking great time. Thank you. And may everybody out there who's listening live life uncontained. Don't give a fuck about what people think. I mean, be kind and all that shit. You you, you know, but you can't give a fuck. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Laura Lee for stopping by and talking with us here on Uncontained. And... Please continue to spread the word of the show on Facebook, in person. Walk up and tell a stranger. Just uh, the word of mouth is a huge help to get the show out there and help get great guests in front of you as well. I have a few interviews lined up that I am really excited to uh, share with you. You'll just have to keep, uh, keep locked right here on Uncontained to find out. So until next time, live uncontained.